What's going on, guys? Stansbury here for the Wakeham Auto Family. They can get your credit turned around the way they turn mine around with Wakeham's Credit Amnesty. If you're worried about your credit holding you back on a new car, it doesn't have to. You bring home just $350 per week, Wakeham can get you pre-approved for as much as $30,000 in automotive credit. Find Wakeham online at wakeham.com. It's W-A-I-K-E-M.com. There's no hard credit pool there, no social security number required either. Just a couple of easy questions, save you some time later on at the dealership. Let's get you in a new ride and get your loan approved at wakeham.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Paranormal Stakeout. I'm your host, Larry Lawson, coming to you from the X-Zone Broadcast Network. The Next Dimension in Paranormal Programming. Oh, folks, it's been a great week, and I'm really happy to be back with y'all. It's uh, been kind of uh, sultry down here in the, the X-Zone Broadcast Network's Southern Command in uh, East Central Florida. But tonight, we got a guest that I think is going to really uh, continue to steam things up. Uh, he's got some great things to talk to us about, and I've got lots of questions for him. Dr. Paul Meckes. Dr. Meckes is an ordained metaphysician, receiving his Ph.D. in metaphysical science, summa cum laude, in the spring of 2014 from the Institute of Metaphysical Humanistic Science in Sarasota, Florida. He founded and leads the, led the Claremont Paranormal and Metaphysical Research Society, a noetic science coalition of network and network of diverse scientific disciplines, which has now become the uh, known as Clearwater Paranormal. Uh, his mission of scientific research for the advancement of further knowledge of consciousness, the human condition, paranormal, and anomalous phenomenon has gained the attention of the scientific and spiritual communities. He conducts lectures and workshops at the Southern Casadega Spiritualist Camp in Lake Helen, Florida, and the Chapel of Spiritual Light in Orlando. He lectured at the second annual Parunity Conference in Felsmere, Florida in January 2017, on the topic of quantum physics and the paranormal. He is the founder, host, and producer of the Conscious Radio Network, a live internet radio program that examines a wide range of scientific research and consciousness, earth mysteries, and anomalous phenomenon. He currently resides in Claremont, Florida, where he produces his radio show, consults clients as a certified paranormal investigator, parapsychologist, and certified EVP ITC technician with Claremont Paranormal. Uh, Dr. Meckes is currently working on a new project that uh, hits close to home with me, FRAPS, F-R-A-P-S, First Responders Alliance for Paranormal Studies, which brings law enforcement, fire, EMT, and the military together to study scientific data of anomalous phenomenon. Dr. Meckes, welcome to the show. Thank you, Larry. Thanks for having me. And I want to make mention your website, www.claremont.com paranormal.com up near Orlando there. Doc, uh, lots of things to talk about tonight, but let's take a couple minutes. I want my guests to hear a little bit about your background, uh, how you ended up in the uh, world of paranormal science and investigation, research and investigation. Uh, it's pretty much, uh, I believe this field has found me rather than me finding it. Uh, I grew up as a young child experiencing all kinds of phenomenon that I couldn't really explain, um, thinking that it was normal, you know, just a, a normal everyday occurrence. Um, as I you know, got older, started realizing that not everybody experiences this type of stuff. Um, and I, I got a little bit more intrigued with it and a little bit more involved in it. Um, and when I started, when start, people started coming to me for advice or questions and stuff like that, I, I figured, well, they had no knowledge. I never advertised it. Um, I figured this is something that the universe and uh, something that was made for me. Okay. 
Well, you uh, you got your education in Sarasota, Florida. Can you touch a little bit on that? Uh, how you found that institution? Uh, it was shortly after shortly after my divorce, uh, about three yeah, about three four years well, about four years ago. Um, I was going through a period of my life that uh, trying to find a new understanding on things, um, and I I knew that uh, a part of me was looking for uh, another spiritual connection, um, uh, another understanding not only of myself but of the universe. What's really going on? I was asking uh, a couple friends of mine that have been in the field for quite some time as uh, spiritual practitioners. Um, and counselors, I wanted to kind of get into like a shamanism type thing. Um, and a friend of mine said, well, just gave me some different things to research. And I stumbled upon the Institute of, uh, metaphysical and, uh, humanistic science, uh, online, um, called them, uh, talked to the, uh, directors, uh, Dr. Douglas Kelly, which is the director of the, of the Institute. I was probably on the phone with him for a good hour or so, um, telling him about you know my life, my experiences, my aspirations as far as getting into um, the degree and and whatnot. And uh, he's like, "There's no reason why you can't even be a teacher. <laughs> you, know, you could probably pretty much uh, be one of our instructors." So um, it was uh, it was a five year program. Um, but because my life was so wrapped up in this, this, this was my life. This mm-hmm. was a part, this was me. Mm-hmm. And, um, I did this five-year program in just under two years. Wow. That's, that's um, pretty accelerated. Yeah. <laughs> Very accelerated. Well, I'll tell you, yeah. I'll tell you what, Doc, I, we're getting ready to come up at our first break here in just a few seconds. When we get back, I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, how, how you saw yourself fit into the paranormal field. What were some of your early experiences and and where you think you're going from there? Uh, So folks, stay with us. Uh, We're going to take our first break here. Be back shortly. See you on the other side. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www 
HolisticCancerFoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back, folks. This uh, next segment on Paranormal Stakeout, Dr. Paul Meckes with us. Uh, so, Doctor, when we got to the end of the last break, you were letting us know a little bit about your schooling. Everybody's got a story. What was your story as to as how you were directed into studying the paranormal? I, you know, I understand the, some of the ups and downs you went through in life, but did you have an event that really said that this was where you needed to be? Um, and like everybody's life, uh, we all have loved ones that pass away, um, and. Uh, we all, especially at a very young age, you, you start to question it. Um, my, my biological father passed away when I was seven years old. Um, and I still, to this day, I remember the funeral. Um, and it's, it, it's something you can't explain. It's like somebody in your life, uh, is gone and never to re, never to physically return or have any, uh, any relation with. Um, and through my life, uh, friends, I mean, so I, so many friends and, and loved ones, you know, uh, had passed. And as I started, uh, I, then I started to experience certain things. I started to experience phenomenon, um, like someone brushing on your shoulder or, or standing behind you, uh, um, being in, you know, any place at any given time, like in my, either in my house or and feeling like there's somebody there. You can mm-hmm. feel it. Um, and naturally our bodies are, are set up for that. You know, we can feel an energy around us, whether it's a conscious energy or not. I, I started to experience these things, um, seeing things in the corner of my eye, um, seeing apparitions, um, and, uh, whether they were, you know, those that had passed, I didn't, I didn't know. Um, and that's when I started to get into a little bit more of the research of, of kind of, uh, you know, talking to other people about it, um, getting mm-hmm. into discussions uh, on it. And this is before uh, the advent of the Internet, more or less the Internet, of what we see today, or social networking. Um, you know, trying to get into discussions with people about it, um, talking to other people about their their experiences. And as these events in my life started to um, start to progress and start to get... Um, more common, um, I started realizing, okay, I, I think I need, I personally need, um, 
an explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as this is pretty, pretty much around the advent of, uh, or the heyday of, uh, ghost hunting shows on TV. Okay. Um, did that influence you watching a little bit? Um, uh, my mom, my mother <laughs> actually turned me on to watching the X-Files growing up. Um, it was back in you know, early nineties. Um, oh, I was still in that. high school at the time. Yeah. Right. And uh, that's where you have all kinds of phenomena. That's where, you know, ET and stuff like that. I've, I have had a, a couple experiences with not, uh, you know, seeing un, unexplained phenomenon in the, in the skies. Um, so I kind of surrounded my, my life with all this type of media, so to speak. But then there was something driving me within. There's something telling me, you know, whether it was my higher consciousness, whether it was God, whether it was my spirit guides, whether it was, I didn't know. I just knew something had to be researched. I knew there was something out there that needed to be explained. And what I was experiencing, what I was surrounding myself with was not the answer. It was just you know, uh, the vanity of it. Um, so then I decided, okay, I, I need to do, I need to get more scientific with this. And that led you on to school eventually and getting your, your PhD at the Institute. Um, Correct. tell me, did you, have you ever seen a ghost? Yes. Okay. Uh, how old were you when you first saw that? It was as a child, as an adult during this period of transition, um, I think it's more, definitely a child. Um, couldn't really be exact as far as the time frame, how old I was. I probably say between the age of five and eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I, I do know that, uh, the younger children are more, are more susceptible of, or not susceptible, but are more prone to be able to, uh, see spirit energy, um, as they are. Uh, uh, experiencing more and still live within the uh, the theta brainwave state, um, and then as you grow or you know grow older, you get into the delta brainwave state, and it kind of uh, and not only that, we're we're told as we're growing up, you know, depending on the parents you have, you know, we're within society, you know, we're kind of told that hey, this is now you're just seeing things and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and we convince ourselves that it's not real. Well. The explanations I've always heard that a child is more is more open because their minds are a lot less cluttered than us as an, we as adults. You're talking about beta and delta brain waves. Now, uh, I'm sure this is coming from your education at the institute, but can you explain a little bit what the difference is there and why why the adult has one, the child the other? Um, like again, like any science out there, we really are. It's it's we really don't know yet as far as why it is. Um, I tell everybody, and this kind of brings us back to an investigative type uh, type area where um, our perception we know is flawed. Um, our reality, as we see reality, is only a um, is only a result of our perception. Mm-hmm. And as we're younger, like you said, um, we have, you know, we don't have all these preconceived notions in us. We're not given, we don't, you know, we're not tied down with all these, these judgments um, and all these biases. So we're, we're kind of open to this energy. We're open to, to this perception. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it is a based off of perception how we perceive something. And I feel a child, um, within the theta brainwave states, we are, we, we can perceive it better. Um, uh, it has been, I had, I had read something uh, just a couple months ago, um, that they found out that within our visual perception, um, our peripheral vision and a lot of people experience things within their peripheral vision but because mm-hmm. our, our actual focus of sight is within the size of our thumb, pretty much almost a pinpoint, everything outside of that area, 
um, they're, they have found out that uh, we can perceive, there's things that kind of, that we are able to perceive within the theta state. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not to say that we lose that state of the brainwave as we get older. It just, it kind of dims, you know, like okay. you just dim the light bulb down. Um, it's still there. It's just not as prevalent than it is in the Delta state. Okay. Well, I got a little bit ahead of myself there. That that that, that subject there of um, the beta uh-huh. state I- intrigues me. I want to go back a little bit. You you are a metaphysical physician. What exactly does that mean? Metaphysics. Well, I <laughs> a lot of people out there that uh, we all see. Uh, it's, it's become the word metaphysics is now becoming a little bit more popular. Um, I see because people are like, oh, I want to go to a metaphysics convention or I want to go to a metaphysical store. What is metaphysics? Uh, metaphysics is, aside from the general physics or the mainstream physics, it's beyond physics. It's, it's what we yet to understand about physics. Um, I mean, those, the, uh, the scientists that are working at CERN, you know, those are physicists, you know, actual physicists um, right. work in the physics, uh, physics laboratories and stuff like that. But there's things that they're not researching. Um, and that's kind of our job as metaphysicians. We're, we're, we're researching the things that, you know, that are beyond the general model of the Einstein type, uh, type philosophy of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of general physics to quantum physics. The, uh, the unseen world, the smaller, the smaller part of the model. Um, so metaphysics has kind of taken that quantum leap within the last several years or even uh, last decade um, as people are starting to realize, okay, I'm a spiritual being. I'm, I'm, we're getting a little bit more spiritual. We're getting, there's more phenomenon that's, that's actually happening around us that can't be explained like coincidences or synchronicities or deja vu or, or out-of-body experiences or UFOs and, and stuff. So with all, this, all these different fields that are uh, coming up has now been kind of thrown into this, this one basket, this one bucket of, of metaphysical phenomenon. So what do you see yourself as a metaphysical physician? What, what... Where do you see yourself at right now? What's your your long term goal? Short term goal? Even. My long term, my long term, well, my long term goals is to, um, as a spiritual, I mean, I'm very, very, very spiritual person, but at the same time too, I'm trying to keep and want to keep a scientific mind, because um, in order in order to try to prove um, or bring proof to the table of uh, paranormal activity and or anomalous phenomenon um, in order to bring that to the table for the world stage scientific communities to, to recognize as somewhat truth. um, We have to keep a scientific mind in the things that we do Um, using general, the general uh, scientific method, um, mm-hmm. using controls in investigative work um, and using these models that have been used since the dawn of civilization and or the dawn of the of, well, of well, science. Well, I'll, um, I'll even go a step further. As a, you know, as a criminal investigator myself, I use a specific set of uh, standards with which to conduct an investigation that, frankly, I find are useful both in the world of criminal investigation as well as paranormal investigation. It's all... Um, the collection of proper collection of evidence, the proper uh, evaluation of evidence. It doesn't sound like it's all that different. Yeah, yeah. And um, during my during my uh, studies in um, at the institute, we were also we also had to review the um, the FBI forensic manuals and get familiar with the protocols of of uh, capturing and collecting trace evidence. Um, mm-hmm. What are the protocols in, in collecting that? What what is the chain of custody? Being familiar with the chain of custody, especially if you have, you know, 
several people in your group. Um, um, what, you know, how many hands does it go through? Um, sure. and another thing that I was, uh, another thing that we were always taught is do not, um, do not alter or edit your, your raw evidence. When you mm. have evidence, you don't alter it. You keep it. A lot of people are editing stuff, you know, they're adding, you know, they're adding, to, adding yeah. uh, you know, audio type stuff to it or adding words and, and stuff to the evidence. And it's like, you don't want to do that because you want to leave that raw evidence up to other people to determine for themselves what Absolutely. they hear. Because and like I said, it's all about perception. Exactly. We're going to get ready to take our next break here in a second. But well, I want to come back and, and visit that a little bit more because obviously that's a, uh, that's a real hard point for me talking about evidence in, in the proper collection and preservation of it. So uh, we're going to take our break now. Folks, stay with us as we talk more with Dr. Paul Meckes and Paranormal Investigation. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. 
Welcome back, everybody, to Paranormal Stakeout. My guest tonight, Dr. Paul Meckes. Uh, Doc, you know, you and I were talking that last section segment there, and you were really, uh, you were really speaking my language when it came to the proper collection, uh, preservation, evaluation of evidence. You know, in my business, somebody takes uh, an officer collects evidence, and it, it's got to get locked up, and we've got to show a chain of custody to prove that nobody has changed it or altered it. Um, why haven't we in the paranormal field been successful in having folks understand that, that, the, that, that keeping the evidence pure? How, what, what do you think is keeping us from really reaching that goal? Um, well, I think it's got a lot to do with Hollywood. Nothing against Hollywood, but it, it seems that the people that are um, – out there, I mean, everybody takes Hollywood as an authority mm-hmm. and are looking as Hollywood as the authority when it comes to these, you know, paranormal shows and or ghost hunting shows. Um, and they feel, well, if Hollywood's doing it, then it must be, it must be good. It must be what we should do or how we do it. Um, and I, as, as my job, as the, as the work I do in in this field, uh, that's my goal is to try to get the word out there to, you know, let people know that we have to treat this like any investigation, whether it's mm-hmm. law enforcement or not, is mm-hmm. that we should set these standards of protocols and use law enforcement as, as a model protocol. I agree. Um, so, yeah. So yeah, it's just, we've, we're looking at the wrong we're looking in the wrong field or the wrong example um, as a as a way to uh, to conduct these investigations. That's true, and, and there's another issue that I see as a um, another hurdle we've got to, to get over, and that's the issue, the hurdle of training. Uh, you know, in, in in our business, certainly you going to a, a higher level of uh, institution of learning. It's training. It's 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 learning how to do it, and I don't know that we've reached that point in the paranormal field where people are getting the training they need to not only conduct uh, investigations in a proper way, but understand why they're conducting it that way. If you can see where I'm going with that, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you, you you have a part of your bio really really intrigued me, and I wanted to ask you about it. You uh, are a certified paranormal investigator, and well as well as being certified in uh, EVPs and ITCs. Uh, what did you have to do to become certified, and who certified you? I'm, I'm very intrigued with that. Uh, my certification went through uh, also the Institute of uh, Humanistic, uh, Metaphysical Humanistic Science, and what they did within the last, um, since, their, since their beginning, um, what they created was an industry standard of a code of ethics mm-hmm. um, for any met- meta- metaphysical practitioner out there. Um, and when I mean metaphysical practitioner, not only paranormal investigators, but um, Reiki practitioners, energy healing practitioners, anybody within these fields of metaphysics or holistics um, have to work in a code of ethics much like a doctor would, a regular medical P- you know, um, MD would. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, many lists of do's and don'ts. Um, um, they list the different protocols of the with that fall under the do no harm, um, and okay. that is the approach. Is we are to do no harm to any client, um, as well whether they're living or dead, because um, mm-hmm. we also we as I feel as paranormal investigators, we are to help not only the living, but we are to help those who have passed that are confused and don't know where they are and, and whatnot. Well, I, yeah, absolutely. And obviously part of the training, part of the learning process for any investigator has to be the understanding of respect, not only for the living, but also mm-hmm. those that have passed. And that's why I've, uh, I've really hoping to see a, a, ch- a change in our field where training does become an important part. And, and I, th- I think it is. I think it's starting to take root. I think people are starting to understand the importance of training, which is going to lead to certification, accreditation, if you will, uh, something like what we see in the academic world. Would you agree? Yeah. 
Yes, and there are there is there are academics, and for those out there that are interested in in learning the academics, um, the the institute uh, that I went to, Institute of Metaphysical Humanistic Science, um, does go through a very vigorous um, area of academics of learning, you know, um, the history. And like I said, there's a lot of history behind this before, other than what we you know of today. I mean, our, our ancestors, our ancient ancestors have, you know, were surrounded by spirits all the time mm-hmm. the, uh, mm-hmm. because they didn't live in the technological world that we live in today. They had more time. They had, they were more open to it. Um, and, uh, learning the different approaches of, uh, historical, uh, things of history of how, how we got involved with with spirit what is spirit what what is our connection to it what are the different um cultural learning the different cultures around the world um and their practices of cultural mysticism um learning those aspects mm-hmm. um and um learning the academics the science of it the uh, the type of uh, uh stuff that you would use the different gadgets and and the technology, but not only that, um, the best tool to bring to any investigation is not a recorder or a video <laughs> camera or whatnot. It's the best tool to bring is yourself and making sure that tool is ready and is grounded, um, so to speak, before Absolutely. investigation. Absolutely, and trained. Now, that's uh, this, this leads into another area I wanted to get your thoughts and opinions are on uh we both agree the training is important uh, the study is important so now that we're in the field and we're now dealing with uh we're conducting investigations but also working with folks that are that are gifted have uh, the gift of uh, mediumship um sensitives if you will one question one question i want to get your opinion on the and, and i believe there's a lot of folks out there with the gift and they're and very sincere so this is not to be misinterpreted uh at all but what I'm seeing is that you'll get two or three different folks, very sincere, very hardworking, but they're going to give you maybe different views of what's on the other side. And I think that's hurt a little bit because people say, well, wait a minute, this one said this and that one said that. Understanding that I believe both, both are very sincere and seeing something, why do we see the differences in stories or visions, if you will? Do you have an opinion on that? Um. It's all based on belief. Belief is the most powerful energy in the universe, especially as conscious beings. Mm-hmm. And as, as, a, um, as a student medium myself and work around a lot of mediums, um, I do see a variation between what uh, everybody in the field recognizes or kind of sees as what is really going on where are where are the spirits are do do they live in you know a single dimension do they live in a multi-dimension there's one thing within science or metaphysics that most practitioner practitioners do agree is that we live we ultimately live in a multi-dimensional universe mm-hmm. um and with that um, energy can either be created or destroyed. It just changes form. Um, and my belief, what I think, and like I said, because of science, this is a, this is a growing science of understanding. Um, we really truly don't know. So Ooh. we have to go yeah. off of what we feel. Um, so what I feel and what I have somewhat experienced through meditation is, um, or a heightened awareness is that uh, it's a multi-dimensional universe, um, and you know you can come across you know people in the living that are bullies, um, that are murderers, that are um, just really people you do not want to be around. Okay. Um, and if they're male- if they're malevolent in life, that energy just changes form. It just it be- it it moves to another dimension. Um, that is the same takes that's that's the same vibration or the same energy form that their their spirit or their consciousness moves into. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the same with a person that is a, a very benevolent person, a very loving person, a person that, you know, um, like Christ, the Christ consciousness, um, that, you know, that's within another realm, another energy, another um, uh, multiverse, so to speak. But, but uh, getting, getting, back, getting back to my the, the original part of the question is, why do you think that uh, folks that have the gift can give such different views of the other side? Do you, are you saying it's their perception of what they see and how their mind is interpreting it? Is that is that what I'm getting? I feel that it is a perception um, because mediums, um, even though mediums have that extrasensory perception um, or, or more or less a conduit, a direct conduit of communication to the other side, mm-hmm. it's a perception of, of that medium or not the medium. It could be any, any, any person really. But as, as a medium in general, I feel that it is a perception. Okay. Um, it's what they feel. It's what their interpretation of it uh, is. So. Do you do you see a potential in the future to create a system or to create a way of seeing the other side that will allow for a consistent view? Does Does that make sense? Did I say that correctly? Um, I could I could see that uh, I could see that happening. Um, I mean, pretty far in the future. Um, but this this type of technology was even investigated over a hundred almost a hundred years ago. Alexander Graham Bell believed in it. Nikola Tesla believed in it. And he was trying to experiment on communication with spirit. Um, even Thomas Edison, um, the the invention of the telephone actually was spawned off of his his view of being able to contact the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, as technology uh, gets much more advanced. I'm surprised we don't have anything like that today. I mean, we're getting, I feel that we're getting closer, um, um, with a certain EVP or direct voice like Frank's box and stuff like that with, with investigation, we're getting close. Um, but I, I see we're, we're, we're still a little distant away as far as, uh, having that type of technology. Yeah. A lot of the technology that we, we use today is stuff that's been, been used for, for quite a, quite a while that's getting tweaked and I know there's some very very brilliant minds out there trying to uh, come up with uh, new ways of doing it but you know a lot of ways you can use a compass almost as easy as you can use a uh, an EMF detector these days so the technology yeah. <laughs> need, needs to, to be improved and that's what I'm I'm hoping for and I'm and I know there's folks out there that are that are working it um, we've got just about a minute before our next break but when we get back um, want to start talking to you a little bit about this program that you're starting, FRAPS, uh, being in law enforcement myself, that really hits home, so I'm kind of anxious to talk with you a little bit about that. Um, also, would like to get your final views, too, on uh, where you think our whole profession is heading, our whole field's going. So with that, we're going to take our final break, ladies and gentlemen. Stay with us. Uh, this is a great conversation. Don't want you to miss it. So stay with me, and we'll see you on the other side. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. 
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back, folks, to Paranormal Stakeout. Larry Lawson here with my guest tonight, Dr. Paul Meckes. And, Doc, I do want to talk to you about fraps, but something else came to mind that I kind of want to help tie a couple things together. Uh, I've gotten your view on, on spirit world. I've gotten your view on the medium and medium, what uh, the paranormal world and your view is like. But how does all that relate to uh, other aspects of the paranormal world, such as um, UFOs, cryptozoology, Bigfoot? Do you see a correlation there at all? Um, well, well, with all the phenomena that, uh, that we're experiencing with Bigfoot and UFOs, um, we have always been asked, uh, even within my studies uh, at the Institute, is are UFOs um, or UFO phenomena a paranormal experience? Depends on the experience. Um, with, I, I feel it's all about, again, it's perception with our experience and what we know about technology. Um, UFOs, or you know, if we get into the whole existence of extraterrestrial and biological entities, they obviously have an, a technology that is much more advanced than ours. Mm-hmm. And with that technology, we look at it as, you know, uh, 
powers from the gods. Like some of our ancient ancestors, you know, uh, have, you know, walked the earth and apparently, you know, have saw something in the sky and then they they are idolizing as a god or something paranormal. Um, so now we're kind of in the same shoes. Is we, we are experiencing technology that we cannot explain. So we just label it as paranormal But do you see a correlation between these other aspects of the paranormal, uh, uh, Bigfoot, uh, UFOs, and, and the spirit world? Do you see a connection between the three of them at all? Um, as far as Bigfoot, I have, uh, I have a friend of mine that is a, a Babalao. He's a Centurion priest, or of the Paolo, um, which is an ancient, uh, an ancient uh, culture and uh, religion in the Zoruba culture in Africa. Mm -hmm. And uh, th within their culture, he was telling me that Bigfoot, the reason we can't find Bigfoot is he's a earth spirit. He's an elemental. Oh, um, interesting. So when, we look at, when, we look at, when we look at cultures, you know, kind of like leprechauns and, you know, earth energies and spirits and stuff like that, uh, uh, that... Bigfoot is actually a representative of, I believe, Ogun, which is a, uh, a spirit in there. So when he told me that, I was thinking, wow, I wonder why we can't find him, because he's not a physical being. He's a earth spirit. Or an what, what, is he, spirit. what does he base that on? That's very fascinating. What does he base that theory on? Um, that theory or that, that view comes from... Uh, What's called the Yoruba culture, and it's spelled Y-O-U. Yorubas, yeah, that's, that's actually... Y-O-U-R-B-A, yeah, or yeah. Santeria. Yeah, Santeria, that's part of the Afro-Caribbean uh, cult Santeria. Yes, very familiar with that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I, I found that very intriguing. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's get on to this last subject here I want to talk about, and I want to give you plenty of time to chat about it, and that's FRAPS. Um... What does FRAP stand for? FRAP stands for First Responders Alliance for Paranormal Studies. Well, how and how I did had I'm, I'm really fascinated. How did you get in that direction? That's uh, that's my world. Tell me, tell us how you got in that uh, direction. <laughs> well, I think it all started from the protocols that we use because the protocols that we use are based from a law enforcement, uh, uh, you know, protocols. And I was like, you know, and then even a couple of my investigators, uh, one of my investigators is from uh, a retired uh, invest, uh, detective from the Lake County Sheriff's Office. Mm -hmm. And speaking with other law enforcement uh, individuals, uh, I've heard their stories. Uh, and... I figured, you know something, I need to take their experiences, um, their protocols that they use on their work and kind of build on this. And because I figure that within the law, and it doesn't matter, it's not only law enforcement, it's fire department, military, even doctors and nurses in the healthcare mm -hmm. industry. Um, these are people that have a very... I wouldn't say a very hard job, but a, their job, they are on the front lines of most of the time tragedy within the human condition mm -hmm. and can, can tell you of experiences that they have that they can't explain and they have questions. And I figure that bringing together all these people that have had these experiences that work in these fields, um, come together and, and, and start researching in, you know, in, in a, uh, within their field. Yeah. And, and, and I can understand that because all, all, a lot of us in this, these, this field, especially, frankly, I, I take it from the view of as a detective, we've got to have very, um, organized minds, minds that will allow us to, to be open enough to look at all the evidence objectively, but at the same time, look at it, um, skeptically in order to prove whatever yeah. it is we're proven. So I, I can totally understand that. Um, how many how many members of the first responder field have you uh, involved so far in this in this project? 
Um, I have approached uh, our, our Claremont uh, Police Department. Uh, I the officer that we have um, with that works with me with Claremont Paranormal. Uh, she is helping spread the word to the law enforcement communities uh, from local to county, mm -hmm. uh, hopefully state. And uh, so right now, it's, it's it, like I said, right now we're in the infancy mm -hmm. um, and slowly moving forward to getting, getting that word out, getting as many people in the field. Uh, right now, it's starting with law enforcement. Cause, right. I mean, it's, and then uh, moving moving forward into uh, doctors, MDs, nurses, uh, mm -hmm. fire departments, military. Well, I'd be very interested in, in uh, talking with this officer uh, in your group uh, because uh, she may be surprised to know if there's there's a, a push for, from another angle for the, uh, looking for the same goal. So maybe we can talk later. I'd like to I'd like to make contact with that person. Uh, any yeah. fire. Uh, as far as firefighter EMT, have you been able to involve them at all? I have not been able to approach them um, in regards to fraps. I have uh, I contacted and approached them a couple years ago, just with uh, Claremont Paranormal. But now I feel this is this is more of a way uh, to break the ice with that community. Cool. Okay. Well, um, in our last couple minutes together, where do you, where would you like to see the focus put on improving the field of paranormal research? Where do you think we need to really concentrate? I know we've talked about evidence, we, we've talked about training, but where do you feel is the most important focus to advance this field? Um, I feel that the... Uh in order to advance this field of investigation is uh, we need, first we need to make sure that the people that are involved are involved because they have, you know, they, they see that they have a calling for it or they, and not only a calling really, but um, that they're serious. We need mm -hmm. serious investigators. We don't, we don't need, you know, these weekend warriors, as we were talking off the air um, before the show, as I'm seeing all these weekend warriors, we can't, we, we have to be truly scientific with the evidence collection. And mm -hmm. not only that is, um, we need inventors. We need people to, to invent, to come up with, with, uh, ideas. Agreed. Need, you know, I, I would. Uh, I would differ. Also, no, I said I would differ with you in in one aspect. I think the weekend warriors, I think many of them do take it seriously. They just need to take the next step. And the weekend warriors are where we yeah. get the full time warriors of the future. At least that's my my yeah, perspective. Yeah. Um, we got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we do. And that's the one reason why I do give kudos to, to the Hollywood also. Yes, a lot of it is, uh, shall we say, exaggerated, but it did lead to uh, bringing it to the forefront in people's minds, not making it so unusual or strange, but making it almost contemporary. So there's there's some positives there. Um, tonight, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I've had uh, Dr. Paul Meckes with us. Uh, Dr. Meckes at www.claremontparanoia.com paranormal.com I'd really like to invite all of you to uh, visit Dr. Max's website uh, and I do appreciate you being with us tonight Doc uh, I also want to uh, let everybody know there's some great programming on the X-Zone Broadcast Network I want to encourage you to go to www.xzbn.net for a program schedule of all the great programs on the show on the on the network, I'd also like to invite you to my website, www.paranormalstakeout.com, um, and my personal website, www.paranormalfbi. That's for the Florida Bureau of Paranormal Investigation. Um, Dr. Meckes, it's been a pleasure having you on tonight. Uh, so many things we didn't get a chance to cover, but uh, maybe sometime in the future we can get back together and uh, continue this conversation. 
So definitely, definitely. And before before I leave, I want everybody to know too. Uh, on the 27th of this month, I am going to be delivering a three-hour workshop up in Casadega on metaphysical science and or paranormal science. So those that are interested in learning the protocols, um, they can make it out. Excellent, excellent. Everybody, try and make that, folks. Thank you for joining us again tonight. Look forward to seeing you next next week on Paranormal Stakeout. This is Larry Lawson signing off. Until next week, see you on the other side.